Landscape of Crane's Cleveland Podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. In 2018, Northeast Ohio's already vibrant landscape was bright, and as all kinds of art began popping up all over the region, and not just visual art, but films, performances, and public programs. This explosion of creativity was the result of Front International, Cleveland Triennial for Contemporary Art. COVID forced the postponement of the event last year, so we're having it this summer and fall, beginning July 16th. We're joined by Front Executive Director and CEO Fred Bidwell. Fred, thanks for being with us today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Take us back to the beginning. These kinds of massive undertakings are well known in Europe, particularly in Venice and a few other cities. What sparked the idea that we should have something like this here in Northeast Ohio? Well, you know, one of the things that is just extraordinary about Northeast Ohio is we have incredible arts and culture assets, you know, and some of them are legacy of a hundred years when Cleveland used to be one of the wealthiest cities in the United States. but you know now we don't get as much credit um, as we used to. Uh, we're a smaller city, um, but uh, people have got. To, you know, I've just realized that you know, people should not be flying over Cleveland. Cleveland is an arts and culture destination, and it deserves that reputation. So the idea of aggregating all of those resources, um, uh, creating a collaboration between the arts and culture institutions of Northeast Ohio and leveraging that to make a fear fear of missing out event every three years in Cleveland um, could really make our city a arts and culture destination, perhaps the biggest one in the country every three years. So that's the ambition. And, you know, I think we're well on our way. You know, this is a pretty common model, as you said, in Europe, um, partially because uh, there's pretty uh, robust government funding of arts and culture in Europe. Um, nations, states, municipalities in Europe really understand the economic impact of arts and culture, and um, and they fund it generously. That doesn't happen in the United States, but we have incredible philanthropy here in Cleveland and incredible civic pride. Uh, and so... I realized that, you know, we can pull this off here. We can pull off a European model in the United States. And I think we're setting the standard for other communities. I predict there will be more uh, biennials and triennials in the United States as people realize that uh, this is an incredible way to bring people together around arts and culture and to improve the quality of life in their cities. Since we're not looking to so much toward government funding, what are the main funding mechanisms to make sure that Front has the money it needs to, to go on on this three-year period? Is it, is it, is it philanthropic organizations? How, how do you fund yourself? Yes, um, local and national foundations. And we've um, been very aggressive and successful in earning national support from organizations like the Andy Warhol Foundation, the National Endowment of the Arts. But of course, we have support from our great local philanthropic community like the Gunn Foundation, the Cleveland Foundation. Um, we also get some government report uh, support. Um, for instance, the city of Cleveland is supporting us with a very generous urban development action grant. It's about economic development in our city. But of course, the core of this is personal philanthropy. Um, members of our board, people in the community who really believe that arts and culture can be a catalyst for growth and change. 
in addition to making Cleveland this cultural place that people want to come for Front, what are some of the other things that Front hopes to accomplish by doing this every three years? Well, there certainly is an economic development goal. In 2018, we brought in about uh, 90,000 visitors, unique visitors to Front exhibitions and experiences, and about 30% of those flew in from destinations from around the country and, in fact, around the world. We counted at least 25 other nations. Uh, And that brings a significant economic impact. Uh, We commissioned a study through Cleveland State University to measure that impact. And our first edition brought in about $31 million of uh, economic impact to the region, which is really significant. But much more than that in terms of positive press um, coverage, not just locally, but around literally around the world. This, so that brings me to that second objective is to change the reputation, enhance the reputation, the brand of our, of our city and our region as not just a great place for sports and rock and roll, craft beer, those are all fantastic things, but we're also a cultural and intellectual hub. And Front helps seek that message around the world. And then I guess the final goal is to create a more, even more robust and sustainable creative community by supporting our, our, our museums and other arts and culture organizations, but also to create sustainable careers for creative professionals, for artists, um, and those who work in the creative professions. Because um, otherwise, we experience brain drain. We do not want to be the city that brings up amazing talent who all moves to New York. Uh, We want to show that Cleveland is a great place to live and work as an artist and as a creative professional. The first Front Triennial was 2018. So, of course, the next one should have been in 2021. That didn't happen. When did you decide that you had to push it to this year? Well, very early in the pandemic, um, I felt that it was really important to push back significantly um, and, and, and really um, push back for an entire year. Not that I had any insight into how long the pandemic would last, but I felt really strongly that um, during that time in 2020 was the wrong time to be raising money for an arts and culture uh, effort and that, you know, we all needed to be focused on um, you know, health and human services. Um, so by push, pushing back a whole year, not only, I think, are we actually going to dodge the bullet of the pandemic and be opening at a time when everyone is able to mix and mingle and celebrate arts and culture together, but, you know, we also didn't step on more important concerns that um, were really on everyone's mind in 2020. Let's talk about this year's event. The theme is Oh God of Dust and Rainbows, which comes from a Langston Hughes poem. How does that theme characterize what people will see and hear and do? Well, you know, it's funny. This theme, Oh Gods of Dust and Rainbows, was developed by our artistic director, Prem Krishnamurthy, before the pandemic. Um, But it's really so appropriate for um, the time that we live in now, post-pandemic, because as the poem by Langston Hughes suggests, um, you know, beauty often comes from trauma. You know, you don't get rainbows without the dust. And that's certainly, I think, the experience that's unfolding before us right now. We've been through a lot of dust, but we're going to be opening uh, 
uh, front in the summer of this year, and there'll be a lot of rainbows to find. I think we're all thinking about healing and uh, how art can be a mode of therapy, um, not just experiencing art, but also the act of making art, um, the daily practice of creativity. And so I can't really think of a more appropriate theme uh, to explore in 2023. You mentioned the fact that these are there are artists coming from out of town, from out of the country, but there's also Northeast Ohio artists involved. What's the mix like, the amount of contributors from here in Northeast Ohio compared to those who are going to be joining us from other places? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, our, I should say our artist, our artist list is still evolving a little bit, though it's probably 90% complete. About 15% of participating artists are from Northeast Ohio, so very healthy uh, mix considering this is called an international show. And about 27% from the sort of wider Midwestern regions. So American artists, local artists are very well represented in this show. We're talking with Fred Bildwell, the executive director and CEO of Front International, the Cleveland Triennial for Contemporary Art, which takes place this summer beginning July 18th. He joins us for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Fred, I know it was a point of Front in 2018 to try to reach out to underserved communities. How will that effort increase during this edition of Front? Well, I think one of the most important ways is... Um, uh, through representation and through the content of the projects and the accessibility of the projects. Front is um, in virtually every one of our venues across Northeast Ohio free. There are a couple of minor exceptions. So it's open to everyone all summer long. Over 50% of the artists are people of color. Um, and I think in that way reflects our community uh, really accurately. And and many of the artists are dealing with considering subjects of concern and interest to our local community. So relevance, I think, is really important. But even beyond that, Front is investing in building a community in this in this city. One a really important uh, initiative that we announced recently was the Front Art Futures Fellowship, which is a significant uh, and really ambitious fellowship program uh, that will award three artists of color um, of very significant uh, stipends, $25,000 each, support um, and travel nationally and internationally with the Front team over the next three years, and participation in the 2025 show. I mean, our, our objective is quite simple. We want to make uh, uh, artists of color famous in Cleveland. And, by, and, and we're doing that by really investing substantially in careers, not just giving a show, but uh, really building a career and widening horizons for a part of the community that hasn't had the support of the arts and culture community that it should have had in the past. There are far too many events for us to cover them all in this conversation, but let's talk about a few of them. One of the events that's happening is in the Fairfax neighborhood, where residents were asked, what does utopia look like to you? So what did artist uh, Jacoby Satterwhite do with the, that, those responses? Yeah, so Jacoby Satterwhite is a fascinating uh, up-and-coming artist who um, is very much inspired by uh, uh, video games, virtual reality. Uh, in fact, he spent... Uh, he had a bout with um, 
childhood cancer and spent a lot of his time growing up in hospitals. And, and he used video games as, as a means of inspiration and escape. So now as an adult, you know, we paired uh, Jacoby with the Cleveland Clinic, where he developed this uh, really amazing project called Dawn. With the help of um, Front, uh, he obtained um, drawings from people in Fairfax uh, that were all responding to the prompt, what does utopia look like? And he took those drawings and put them into 3D um, virtual reality software and, uh, and created a film called Dawn, which is sort of a virtual world where these dreams of utopia live. And that work can be seen on an outdoor, almost monument, super colorful, kaleidoscopic looking monument uh, on Cedar uh, next to the Cleveland Clinic's new biorepository building. That, um, but that project is just the beginning. Um, Jacoby will expand that film into a virtual reality 3D experience that will you can view this summer at the Cleveland Institute of Art, where we're going to sort of develop an arcade experience um, where people can see the completed, expanded and completed uh, film. So really exciting and innovative project. Front extends beyond just the city of Cleveland. Of course, it's really throughout the entire region, including the city of Akron, where there'll be an outdoor dance floor. What is Dan Saba hoping to illustrate with, with this outdoor dance floor? Yeah, so um, this outdoor dance floor is um, design, being designed by a um, trio of Swedish architects who call themselves Dansbana. And, uh, you know, they realized that, you know, though cities often have lots of playgrounds or sort of outdoor recreation, they're often kind of um, skewed towards uh, uh boys and young men, basketball courts, for instance. And they wanted to have a more public, more sort of um, equally accessible public experiences. So they developed this idea of creating these very quirky, colorful dance floors um, to put in public, outdoor public spaces with crazy looking speakers that are Bluetooth enabled. And uh, what we're doing is inviting the community to come with your smartphone, pair it up with the uh, speakers and bust a move, whatever your dance moves may be, whether it's square dancing, break dancing, uh, a tango, whatever. It's a way for the community to come together and move together. Going to be very exciting project that uh, will be I think a very cool magnet for Akron's newly redeveloped um, Main Street. One of Cleveland's cultural hubs is University Circle. Are there special events taking place there? Well, between um, major exhibitions at the Cleveland Museum of Art, MOCA Cleveland, Cleveland Institute of Art, and even a uh, new work of public sculpture on Wade Oval, uh, there is tons to do around front in University Circle for sure. So I think people should budget a day just for University Circle. <laughs> okay. So one of my favorite things at, at the first front was the Julian Stanzak mural that was on the Carter Manor building. I can't tell you how many times I walked over there at lunch to see it. And I think it was not only beautiful because of Stanzak's painting and the color of it, but just the enormity of it was just so uh, breathtaking. 
we're going to have something similar again this year with uh, an artist who's having her first public work in a similar nature. Yeah, we announced a, um, a, a new project. It's actually over and above what we're doing this summer. And if you thought that Julian Stanzak mural was big, wait till you see this one. We announced a um, project by the world-famed painter Julie Moretu, who will be featured in the summer in an exhibition at the Cleveland Museum of Art. And while um, that work is on view, she's going to be developing the design for an enormous new mural at Public Square, which will be executed in 2023, not this year, but next year. And that mural is on the standard building, uh, uh, a beautifully redeveloped building that faces north and its backside, a blank wall, faces south towards Public Square and the beautiful old stone church is in is right next to it. Uh, and this has been a sort of this blank wall, almost a scar on Public Square for many, many years. It's never intended to be a blank wall. Um, and Julie was uh, accepted our proposal to create a new abstract mural on that wall just for Cleveland. Uh, it would be the biggest work of public art in Cleveland. It might be the biggest public art work of public art period in North America. Uh, it's a an, an truly enormous wall. And it's so exciting to have a, an artist of Julie's stature be inspired to create a truly iconic work, a new work of abstract art right at the front door of Cleveland. Um, she was so inspired by the history of Cleveland and that location, Cleveland's importance to the Underground Railroad. Uh, it's uh, literally the crossroads of Cleveland history and in many ways America's history. And even though the painting will be abstract, Julie always builds her paintings from stories, histories, places, um, and people. So it'll be exciting to have her come to Cleveland, engage with the community, and develop something just for our city that will truly be a destination, I think, for art lovers around the world. But finally, what's the best way to approach Front? There's so much to do and so much to see. How would you go about taking as much as you can in? Just pick, just pick something every weekend kind of thing? The joy of Front is the treasure hunt, for sure. It can be a little intimidating. We have... Um, I think over 24 venues across Northeast Ohio. So it'll take some time. But uh, this year, uh, we're asking people to start their journey at Transformer Station, the contemporary art space on Cleveland's near west side, which will be our exhibition hub. Thanks to a generous sponsorship by PNC Bank, um, people will start their journey there. There will be someone at Transformer Station to help you plan your trip, whether you've got two hours, an afternoon, a day, or three days, uh, we can help you put together an itinerary and the, ex- and the exhibition at Transformer Station will ground you in the themes and ideas of the show. So um, we hope people will sort of treat this as a bit of a um, scavenger hunt. You know, you haven't seen the show until you've seen it all. And it's really a great way to you know, reacquaint yourself with the city in a time when most of us have been cooped up at home for the past two and a half years. We have such great institutions. For instance, the Allen Art Museum 
Allen Memorial Art Museum at Oberlin um, is really one of the great encyclopedic um, college museums in the country. Um, and if you haven't been there, you really owe it to yourself to uh, go see it. And we'll have an incredible exhibition and new work there as part of Front and uh, several other things to see in Oberlin as well. Uh, we have a, going to have a very robust offering in Akron with, I think, five venues. Um, so there's lots to see and do. Uh, we love how Front brings people into spaces and places that they may not be familiar with. And that's part of the joy of discovery. I think one of the things as we close that I liked best about Front, yes, we had our plan. We went to see this and we went to see that. But every once in a while, I would find myself turning a corner and saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that was going to be there because there is really art everywhere. Yeah, it's really fantastic to activate our city. And and I think what art does in many ways is causes you to reconsider and reevaluate where you are and actually see the beauty that's been all around you, but uh, you sometimes take for granted. But uh, so, so Front, I think, is um, a great way to introduce people from around the world to how uh, wonderful our city is. But it's fantastic for to remind ourselves that the place that we live and work in every day is full of discoveries and, and excitement. Well, we're looking forward to this year's Front International. Fred Bidwell, thanks so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Fred Bidwell is the Executive Director and CEO of Front International, the Cleveland Triennial for Contemporary Art. The event begins on July 16th. You can find out more by visiting cranescleveland.com. I'm Dan Paletta for the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.